This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Looking to maximize your ROI and reach high intent customers? PerformCB is the user acquisition partner you need. As a top-rated growth partner with leading brands, PerformCB provides no-spend limits, minimum buys or hidden fees, tactical media execution and management from industry experts, premium added inventory across 26 channels on a pay-for-performance model, and exclusive AI technology and reporting to optimize campaign performance. Visit performcb.com contact today to learn how the team can help you spend your ad dollars more efficiently. Welcome to the BNCFF's podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics, and we promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Mark Slade, VP Brand at Digital Turbine. Mark, welcome to the BNCFF's podcast. Hey, Art. Pleasure to be on your podcast. Looking forward to it. Cool. Thank you for coming, Mark. All right. I'm going to start with setting up the stage a little bit. Um, may I have your attention, please? How many times did you hear this ask, right? So when you look at the screen of your smartphone, tablet, or computer, nobody's actually asking for your attention. Companies just fight for that precious 10, 15 seconds of your attention when it comes to ads and Instagram reels, or like 43 minutes when it comes to TV episode from Netflix. I know you cannot answer you cannot answer this question to me, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Do people pay attention to ads when they see them on the screen? So we invited Mark to answer this question and talk about winning attention of mobile audiences. But first, as we always do on this show, Mark, let's kick off this conversation with talking about your background. Please tell us about yourself. Um Pretty simple. I've spent about 20 years now um, uh, selling uh, mobile ads into brands and agencies. I, I started the first mobile ad agency in the UK called Fourth Screen Advertising and sold that to Opera that became Ad Colony that became Digital Turbine. So that was a kind of a journey there. Um, but before that, I was at a creative agency, a company called M&C Saatchi. So um, that's why this new space that we're selling at the minute rewarded video is so interesting to me because we get to sell video ads as they should be delivered, which is um, which is very difficult, very different from a lot of video um, ads that are on on traditional digital format. So, um, yeah, that's why it's uh, uh, super interesting to be kind of chatting this through with you today. That's your mark. No offense is tough. Uh, MC Sachi, Opera. Not a big deal. <laughs> no, that's says pretty uh, remarkable uh, trajectory as as far as my concern. But let's talk about the company, the Digital Turbine. So, what do you guys do? Well, I'm, I'm sh- we, we are we have many hats actually, Digital Turbine. Um, but at, at a sort of high level perspective, we're a global ad tech business, and we work across the entire sort of app ecosystem. So we've got an exchange in SSP that helps apps monetize advertising via programmatic and open market. We've got a bunch of um, salespeople like me all around the world. And our job is to go out into agencies and brands and evangelize this channel and this medium and sell ads on those apps that we represent. 
we have our user acquisition team that work with the leading apps globally to get more and more downloads. And then uh, I think the heritage of the business is in the OEM and carrier space where we work with them to preload apps onto uh, onto devices uh, and more recently um, uh, build alternative app stores. So pretty much everything there is to do within the app ecosystem, we we kind of work within it. Oh, interesting. Alternative app stores. So they are coming inevitably. It was expected for a couple of years. Now that's becomes a reality with the new regulations in Europe. So we'll see how it's going to play out as time goes by. But um, so let's get to the topic of our conversation today. So we'll live, as I said in the introduction, so we live in the world, in the world where lots of brands uh, compete for our attention. And uh, more and more advertisers kind of are shifting from this traditional standard, uh, very familiar um, benchmark viewability to actual attention. So let's talk about this transition, how, how it's happening, why it's happening, what are the advantages for advertisers? I think they do pay attention to advertising. I think they pay attention to um Advertising that's a create uh, that's creative, emotive, uses sound, uses storylines, tells stories. The best advertising um, has been proven uh, by people like Orlando Wood and System One. Um, it's one that has all of those components built into the advertising. That what get, that's what gets people to met, to remember the ads, and uh, and you get all of that brand uplift from people remembering ads. So, yeah, um, so. Mm-hmm. kind of proven um but some ads and some channels are better than others for getting people's attention that's the kind of the nature of the the industry right so i i i'm not sure why it was not the case from the you know, get girl from the day one when the digital advertising took off but i guess it's just the inevitable trajectory for every um digital um to new digital technology for ad- advertising we're starting with the easiest part like viewability because it was a novelty people were not accustomed they were not like they were they, they were not annoyed by advertising at the very beginning because it was new there was kind of a part of the experience but that was okay but inevitably as time goes by at some point the perception changes and Right now, this game of uh, winning the attention becomes more and more uh, hot. You have to be really inventive to increase that time and actually get people's attention. So and the interesting story is that recently, uh, like this June, there was a report um, that claimed that uh, Google actually misled the reporting uh, advertisers by charging them for, quote, small muted outstream outplaying or interstitial video ad units running on independent websites and mobile apps so obviously it was a shock for advertisers google said it didn't happen they refuted the report but it showed that well something does not work with video advertising when you're talking about the problem with such giant as uh, youtube uh, sorry um, video advertising and google so if this part doesn't work, uh, so what's happening with digital uh, video advertising, sorry, in, in general? So let, let's talk about this situation. Um, well, what are your thoughts? Uh, what's happening? 
It's an interesting story. So I, I think I think you've 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 covered quite a few things in that in that in that question. Um, the first point to probably point out is viewability. So just for your your listeners that maybe don't sort of live and breathe advertising the way that I do, viewability. So a viewable ad by the definition of the MRC or the IAB, which is the the governing bodies in in the ad industry, is fifty um, percent in view. Uh, so fifty percent on screen for two seconds. Mm-hmm. So this this is kind of where the foundation of the problem starts in that we as an industry or the digital advertising industry define that as a benchmark for a billable video impression. So in in no world that I was ever in when I was in a creative agency, would you sit down after building this beautiful advert that tells a wonderful story and sit there and it comes up on a screen in the corner with no sound on for two seconds. seconds. That, 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 that type of reality in the world is a sort of alternative reality. So then you have to say, well, viewability, how on earth did that ever get defined as a, as a guidance for the in digital industry? Um, and then you have to look at maybe the fact that the big publishers, the big social networks, the Facebooks of the world, I'm sure they had a heart in defining what that definition was. In fact, the publishers defined what the definition of viewable ad was. And then the advertisers had to kind of like it or lump it so that's kind of one thing then the other challenge was that because digital unlike tv or print or out of home so if a brand manager saw an ad like that on tv they would obviously call up their agency and say that's just not good enough i yeah. kind of built my video ad to have sound on and for you to tell the story not really uh-huh. but on digital it just gets lost in the ether and maybe brand managers don't see it so they don't sort of get the opportunity to really critique the formats maybe in the way that they should do but personally i think just digital just got carried away with this incredible targeting story and one-to-one marketing story over the last 10 to 15 years that they almost the brands the agencies the whole community got lost down that rabbit hole of targeting and totally forgot actually there's some format fundamentals here it's like i've got a video ad i could maybe show that full screen and i'd like to have that with audio and maybe i should actually show it to the end so you can tell the story so that that's the fundamental challenge with digital is that viewability got going as a benchmark and then um then you have these issues that google have have been been caught out recently, which is frankly, they're all over the entire marketplace. Like every most digital video is fractionally on screen, fractionally completed, very little audio, which is what Google are being done for here. But so you know the benchmarks in the UK are quite shocking. It's like twelve or thirteen percent is the average screen real estate that a video ad would play for. A few seconds of 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 audio uh, and very very little completion. So it, you know, this is the video marketplace that we live in in a minute, and that this is what video is bought on. This is what agencies buy billions of dollars worth of advertising, and that in itself, I think, is the opportunity for us in in mobile gaming because we've created this video ad that does what TV does. It stops the content. It plays the video. Uh, in full with sound on to the end and that's that's i suppose a long way of answering your question art because you have to kind of give the story to give the answer 
No, Mark, you you nailed it. The the, the whole thing. It's uh, to me, it sounds like a disaster because um, because of the complexity of uh, video advertising on that big scale and a constant twenty four seven nonstop competition. Um, there was no any point where everybody just stopped. Okay, sorry guys, it doesn't work. Let's let's be let's just try to brainstorm something better. We're not we're not in a position of telling uh, the advertising actually working when it's about two seconds. We're deceiving ourselves. This is a huge vanity metric for the entire industry, and sell and telling. Well, and just kind of throwing uh, arms uh, in the in the area, saying no, uh, we we just can't do any better because this is going to be like this. Uh, we're addressing. We're we're actually exposing these ads to vast uh, audiences. Um, we cannot do any better. Uh, so we're just going to go with this and consider um, um, subjectively that two seconds is enough. Uh, we're not sitting next to the person when he's or she's watching the ad. So we're just going to uh, say, okay, that ad worked. And Google, okay, great. Big company, great team, but the same human beings as everybody else. So they're using technologies just on a bigger scale. Uh, but if they're following the same trajectory, the same standards, the result will be the same. Uh, and yeah, this just this report just underscores that the problem exists everywhere, including Google, Facebook, and everybody else. So this, this leads me to my next point in this conversation, which is kind of a... a a bunch of concessions that the industry is making to in, the, in an attempt to make everybody happy. All right, we have this triangle user, uh, the person who's holding a phone, sitting on the computer and watching the ad, advertiser, and the platform. The platform tries to make everybody happy, both parts, advertisers and users. And so in an attempt to not scare away the users, do not annoy them that much, so, what's, so they will stick with the platform. They, in, they inject these um, um, things like skip buttons. You know them, right? So this small button, you, you, sh you should be really careful not to miss when you're clicking on that button because you may miss it and just click on the ad and it will be counted as the <laughs> click. And in stream ads, right? You're watching something on YouTube and all of a sudden you can see the ad right next to the video you're watching. And you go, what is it? Is it an ad or part of the stream? Um, but this is like not the experience of advertising um, you would expect, I don't know, any, anywhere else. Like in a real world, you can see, okay, this is the banner advertising. This is the product I'm going to buy. Um, my attention is not kind of being squeezed. You know, these two things are not merged, but within streaming, as they do merge, you can see both like what you're watching and try to pay attention to the content you've come to the platform to watch and the advertising yeah. that right next to it. So what are the implications? So um, um, what's what are your thoughts about this situation, Mark? Marketers aren't just after impressions or clicks. They want efficient pay-for-result strategies that convert their ideal audience into loyal users. Interperform CB, your key to outcome-based user acquisition. Their AI-powered media buying engine and patented technology 
targets media ideal audience and promotes their brand on high-value placements at the perfect moment, ensuring an optimal user experience. Their team, with over 600 years of collective experience, prioritizes marketers' key metrics, consistently refining their approach based on their value signals and downtime events. If you're looking to maximize your ROI and reach high-intent customers, PerformCB is the user acquisition partner you need. Visit PerformCB.com/contact today. Well, I, I, th- I think that digital got you know, and just follow up to the last piece around the ability and where it's got to, but you know, digital got the balance wrong. I believe gets the balance wrong at, currently around video between that publisher that or the platform, the consumer, and the advertiser. And the net net of that is the consumer's got this cluttered experience ads all over the page. The publisher, because they don't get too much, too high a CPM because it's not a great product, they have to put more and more ads on a page, so it makes it even worse. And then the advertiser really makes the ultimate concession in digital video because they're having very little audio, very little completion, and very little screen real estate. So that that is the problem with digital. Is that balance that that cooperation between the three parties isn't isn't aligned? But then, if you you, you don't have to look far to work out where it does work, which yeah. is TV. Absolutely, you know, it's content. There's natural there's natural breaks in the content. The consumers expect it. They know there's a trade off. They know they get discounted TV or sometimes free TV. There's two or three ads within a break, and then they're back to the content that. The, the the publisher has 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 got an experience that the consumers accept. Historically, they've accepted it's it's tried and tested for many many years, and then the advertiser gets the product that they want, which is the storytelling ability. Now we can all talk about whether someone's gone off to make a cup of tea during the ad break and whether they're paying attention to it. But at a at a format fundamental and at a balance between those parties in the in the value chain. They get it right, and and so kind of that's the other interesting thing for me is that you know we work in a space in 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 mobile games and mobile apps because mobile apps is the mobile games the largest category within our, the supply that we sell into agencies and brands. And let's be honest, we have a um, we have a number of challenges because in in the market in terms of selling ads into this space, we the market's hooked on these. Inferior products like the social and outstream video for various crazy reasons, and they have a perce- perception that ads in mobile games are too cluttered. Maybe there's too they ram too many ads in, and uh, there's a perception that it's just kids that play mobile games. So we have a have some macro challenges as an industry which we need to address, and uh, your your listeners need to kind of think about the and, and, and maybe it's a subject of another question. But when it comes to the format. We do it just like TV. We have this perfect blend. In fact, probably better than TV, because we have that advertiser format that does what an advertiser wants. Content stops. Um, the ad plays full screen, sound on all the way to the end. In fact, we have an interactive component that TV doesn't have. So we can add end card interactivity, rich media interactivity to the to the ad experience. The consumer. Actually chooses the ad break, and in, in, in most rewarded video formats, the consumer chooses when they have their ad break. So it's an ad break of one, whereas an ad break of TV is an ad break of three. So 
in a, in a way that's a better experience for the consumer. And the publisher does well because those CPMs are really good CPMs. The market price for rewarded video is super high because it works, has attention. Um, and that's the that's the great opportunity here is is trying to rebalance, trying to get the market to understand that the balance is right in the space and to get them off their addiction to what I would describe as these inferior video products. Yeah, yeah. just to go a little bit meta, uh, your reply will be, you know, um, if you've been reading the eMarketer reports for a while, you've seen this slow, probably not so, probably pretty quick trajectory when the bulk of uh, advertising budgets were switching from TV to mobile. So we were all moving from advertising on TV to advertising on mobile devices. And it was like old versus new. So we knew folks on mobile know better and um, we believe we get the advertising better. So we're not going to be paying attention to the old lessons. But the human beings who are being exposed to advertising on TV and mobile are the same people. So psychologically, you cannot jump over the that tested by time paradigma of somebody's watching uh, an advertising, knowing that it's going to be within the content he or she's watching. She's expecting it. She, it's not a surprise. And um, this is, um, as far as I can see, like you cannot ask for anything better. As, as far as I can see right now, uh, in terms of you know being fair, expected, and uh, this is the environment when um, the ads are being actually paid attention to. And if we're transitioning the same thing on mobile, plus what you're saying, there's an interactivity. As much as, as, much as you would like to, it doesn't, it's not going to work if you're just uh, tapping on your screen, on your TV screen, you will not be interacting with the content on that screen, which is obviously the case with any mobile device you're holding in your hand. So... Kind of a that that's the marriage of old and new. Just uh, boring the lessons tried by so many years in TV and building on top of it, not just uh, throwing away with a mobile, which has been the situation for a while. Now, um, that's where the um, mm -hmm. that's where the attention thing comes in. You see, that's where that's why this whole attention economy and moving to attention as a measurement piece actually shows provides the data and a currency for trading video across different platforms because it actually shows because there's companies looming amplified intelligence they've shown that tv ads deliver really good attention like they've got there's data out there that a tv a tv 30 second delivers 12 seconds attention and then they've also shown that on the other end of the scale you have like a uh uh a social in-feed video just delivers not it doesn't even deliver two seconds of attention. <laughs> so it, yeah, it, the data shows it. It's just you've got to clearly, be, you know that that's the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just to wrap up the our uh, covering of this topic, would you have any takeaways like something to wrap up this uh, talk about the this transition and What's the right way of going forward with the advertising on mobile? I, th I think my message to your listeners is that um, we've got this wonderful opportunity in, in app and, and gaming with enormous scale. 
bigger than any social network. We have a format that delivers fantastic attention, and the data that we've we've conducted with these attention specialists show that we you know we're delivering like twenty two seconds of attention against twelve for thirty second TV ads are well above like significantly above even TV. Uh, and then and on a different level to most digital video. But even that, we still have a fundamental challenge as a business and as a, as a category is to re-educate advertisers and agencies on our audience, brand safety. We still have to try and create an ecosystem where we focus on these great formats like rewarded video. We don't over-clutter ads and apps with other other more intrusive ad units um and we've got to somehow collectively do better at positioning the types of audiences that we reach so that advertisers don't think it's just a bunch of kids that that are playing mobile games we we need more data um and we need to collect more data from our users as app owners to then pass that data back to advertisers so they can target and reach their audiences so that's the that's the challenge because we have this wonderful format. We just need we just got a bit of an optics um, and a positioning challenge with the big brands. Yeah, and uh, from my side, I was just gonna leave this small thing. Uh, we should be very careful with the that precious time where, uh, as advertisers, are being given by our viewers uh, in their busy lives the moment when they hold their mobile device and uh, interact with it watching something checking news watching movies whatever this is the moment where um we, we have to take take this opportunity and not just uh waste it not just uh, go on the other hand of your advertising campaign having vanity fair metric and deceiving ourselves that is actually working Remember that people are living a very busy, very complex lives these days. So getting their attention is not an easy task, but we should do better. We can do it if we think holistically and uh, just stop uh, playing the old rules and pay attention to what we just brought on this conversation on this episode. All right. Before I let you go, Mark, there's a just very final quick question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Uh, we have, I've got a bunch of salespeople that are roaming around speaking to agencies and they're always available to speak to, to advertisers. Uh, my email address is Mark uh, Slade, mark.slade at digitalturbine.com. That's the best way to get in touch with me. Awesome, Mark. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you for coming and spending time with us on this episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. And that was Mark Slade, VP Brand at Digital Turbine. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.
Marketers aren't just after impressions or clicks. They want efficient, pay-for-result strategies that convert their ideal audience into loyal users. Interperform CB, your key to outcome-based user acquisition. Their AI-powered media buying engine and patent and technology targets media ideal audience and promotes their brand on high-value placements at the perfect moment, ensuring an optimal user experience. Their team, with over 600 years of collective experience, prioritizes marketers' key metrics, consistently refining their approach based on their value signals and downfunnel events. If you're looking to maximize your ROI and reach high-intent customers, PerformCB is the user acquisition partner you need. Visit performcb.com slash contact today.